Heroes Not Included is a serialized story podcast featuring actual play using the Dungeons & Dragons role-playing game from Wizards of the Coast. Wizards of the Coast own their respective copyrights, trademarks, and related material. A special thanks to all the great people at Wizards of the Coast for their hard work creating such wonderful games for us to play. Previously on Heroes Not Included. And then we came across some frost giants who were hurt, given their ship was still on fire, and they, against their better judgment, I guess, decided to attack us, but, you know, they probably wanted to eat us, they were hungry. We were able to successfully escape from them, though came up close a few times, and we appeared into Luskin. In Luskin, we just walked right through, because Jador is on a mission, and we're just following. Um, Also, the town was on fire. The town was on fire? Like, there were ships and stuff that were all destroyed and stuff in the harbor. Oh, right, yeah, they just got attacked by the Frost Giant. That's a good point. The Frost Giants did attack Luskin, but we just walked through. That's someone else's problem. Right. (laughs) And following Jador... To the path to the north, if I recall correctly. Jador decides that this is a great place to camp uh, near a river, so I'm obviously pleased. And then we go to sleep while Jador. Did you like go way down into the river? I did. I was capturing fish to eat. Oh, right. That's what it was. I just remember like (laughs) the beginning of that section, and you were like, I go and I wade into the water, and I stand there with my arms outstretched, and I'm just like, He's big. The water washes over me. It feels nice. Yeah, we go to sleep, and uh, we're awakened by Jador, who lets us know that we're being attacked by some raiding orcs, about 20 of them. They come in, and we do our best to stop them. However, we get severely carried by Jador and the, what's the other guy's name? The bodyguard of yours, punk noble kid. Uh, Valerum. <laughs> Valerum? No, that's your uh, stable boy. Oh, no, no, no. Shevnik. Balam and Shevnik. right? Yeah, my, my bodyguard, Night Kampf. Yeah, so Jadora and Shevnik dispatch of them pretty quickly, specifically the war chief, which makes most of them run away uh, towards the end. And we we narrowly evade death. <laughs> Arrows just kept showing up out of nowhere. <laughs> some darts killed people in one shot and two shots. <coughs> oh yeah, I forgot and about those. Some, some magic blasts appeared. Oh yeah, you people on fire. <laughs> uh, yeah, so after that we kind of gathered our things and either began or were ready to march north. Heroes not included. All right, uh, yeah, so we are going to pick up the action just as the fight resolved. As Kalik did such a great job reminding us, you guys had been attacked by orcs. On the whole, you found it to be much more prudent, and you were incredibly more successful at hiding rather than uh, going toe-to-toe with all of these orcs. And so that's where we're going to pick up with uh, the battle having just concluded and all of you hiding behind bushes and rocks, <laughs> counting your too few hit points. Heroes. Yes. Heroes all. All right. 
So, you see the last of the orcs run off, and Jador, he slings his huge maul up behind his back, and he begins to walk down towards the river. Meanwhile, Shevnik begins looking around to see if he can find you guys, and especially Aelbard. So Aspen is going to pop out and start frisking bodies and trying to see if anybody had anything decent on them mm. or worth taking. Okay. Um, he's also going to use his new spell, Mage Hand, which he can use to actually lift things off of bodies. So I see you walking through a bunch of bodies, just kind of pointing at them and seeing like their, their vests open up. Well, you notice that almost all the orcs have javelins, which is a rather large item for you to be using. Some of them are equipped with swords, some of them are equipped with great axes. I, I kind of shout to, to carry to the person who is farthest away from, so it hits everybody. Hey, does, does anybody need any weapons? These, these guys have a lot of them. I shudder. You don't really see, though, uh, any money of any kind. Well, they don't have anything good on them. But you do notice that several of them appear to have been wounded uh, by arrows. Oh, yeah, I picked those back up. <laughs> um, and the arrows are uh, elven. Ooh, well, I will definitely take those. So I come out from behind the tree, and I walk straight to the uh, orc where I threw darts in his face. Okay. And I just reach right into the open eye socket, <clears throat> rip out one dart. And I pull the other one and just put it back in my pocket. I just stand there with my arms crossed. Nice. You cut an impressive figure across to the what's left of the battlefield, standing out there, uh, soaking wet. Well, from where you're standing in the battlefield, Kalak, you can see Jador, and you can see that he is uh, washing himself in the nearby river. Elbard, you can see that uh, Shevnik is kind of wandering around looking for you. No, I'm just standing by the tree, taking it all in. Okay. He'll find me if he needs to. Yeah, yeah. He, he does eventually uh, spot you, and uh, he makes his way over to you, and he, he says, My lord, are you all right? Uh, I'm fine. Good work out there. Way to not get killed. Uh, uh, thank you, my lord. Are you injured? I'm fine. Where's my stuff? Probably back near the campsite. Okay. Uh, have you seen uh, Valum, my lord? I look around. <laughs> Give me a perception roll. Investigation or, or perception, whichever you want. Uh, five. Five. No, you have not seen Valum. I fear that one too many NPCs has joined the game, <laughs> Shevnik. <laughs> and that his fate, his fate is sealed. That's strange, my lord. I don't remember him wearing red armor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it is red currently. <laughs> uh, yeah, you don't spot him anywhere, but you, you do kind of begin to make your way back towards where the camp was. Mm-hmm. Orc bodies strewn all over the place. Uh, you see a good number of the supplies and what have you have been scattered. There's blood on bedrolls and bits and pieces of the orc. Mm. Uh, the fire that was going has been trampled, mainly embers, but no sign of Valum. Um, I'd probably also go down to the river and make sure I clean my hands really good. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Go down the river and wash off all the stuff. All right. Um, Shevnik goes about setting up, trying to get the fire going again. I overhear that Valum was not found. Yeah. Or they don't know where it is, so I begin kicking through orc bodies. See if, he, see if, there's, see if he's buried? Yes. The case might be. 
All right, yeah. You kind of start walking across the field and kind of overturning orc bodies, just trying to find Valum. And finally, as you make your way towards the river, you overhear this. Hey, hey, let me go! Let me go! And you look down towards uh, the river and you see Jador holding Valum up. And he is soaking wet. <laughs> Dunking him? <laughs> no, he's holding him up above, like... Almost like, oh, look what I found. Nice. And he kind of reaches, he kind of reached down and pulled him up, and you've caught him pulling Valum to his feet, only a lot further than that. And he turns Valum from one side and then turns him to the other side like he's looking him over. He sets him down on the ground. He pats him on the head, and he says, Good human. Good human. And you can tell that Valum is shaken through and through. I mean, total shell shock. Question. Um, what is he wearing? Valum? Yeah, I don't. I know that the other guy wears plate mail, right? Yes, Sir uh, Shevnik wears plate mail, and Valum wears a lovely cotton and wool doublet. He is one hundred percent and in every way common. Mm-hmm. Well, you have to think about it. His Fancy. entire life is rotated around making sure Aelbard has wine mm-hmm. and a hot bath. Can you give it a color just so I can think of it in my head? What color is it? Purple and silver. Purple and silver. Yeah, those are your colors. An embroidered crow on his breast. Mm-hmm. Nice. So where the little alligator goes? Yeah, it's lacrosse. <laughs> yeah. In any case, you guys kind of make your way back to where the camp was. And, you know, Shevnik's worked hard to try and get the fire going. Jador aids him. He has begun dragging bushes. I, so I walk over to Jador and I say, Jador, I can help with these bushes, but can you, like, help move the, the, the corpses? I, I, I can't lift them. And they probably shouldn't be so close to the camp because they're gonna. They're gonna smell it. They're gonna get gross. He looks at you up and down, and he kind of gives you this sort of measuring, this measured look, kind of like sizing you up a little bit. Aspen does the double thumbs up and cheese face. And uh, he pats you on the head a little more forcefully than you would um, have normally anticipated, <laughs> and then he goes, "Good, I spy. Good." Okie dokie then. <laughs> so I go and I start pulling bushes. Okay. whatever, like, stuff I can Th- These are big bushes. I mean, these are like rhododendron-sized bushes. You heave and you haul and you... <laughs> and, well, no, uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be trying to pull... If I, if I tried to pull a bush up and I realized that I was not going to get that bush up within, like, the first couple pulls, yeah. I'm just going to collect what I can collect. Okay. Scrapping deadwood. And I got Jador to do what I wanted him to do, which is go move bodies. Okay. Well, the fire will happen. Well, yeah, Shevnik has gotten the fire going. Um, and Jador is now throwing orc bodies on top of it. And so he's making this larger and larger pile of orc bodies that's continuing to ignite and burn. How gruesome. I'm real sorry, guys. I didn't... I guess I didn't think that one through. (laughs) I I admit to... I should have seen that one coming. (laughs) Dang. Yeah, and it's turning into quite the blaze. The smoke. The, and the flames have a sickly green hue. Mm. I think we should just get a move on. <laughs> um, um, a short rest would be... I, I would be very interested in a short well, rest. Well, he needs time to pile all the bodies, so I think we could probably spend an hour yes. here. I, I say, um, go help with the bodies. For God's sakes, be, do something. Can I see who looks hurt? 
I assume the wet one will tell me if he needs healing. He seems to be capable of taking He looks drier than usual. Yeah, he's that way. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh. Wait, wait till I study my dehumidify spell. <laughs> yeah. No! Gang! No! <laughs> get away, get away! Who gave you a hairdryer? Um. Okay, but no, like, for real, how hard are you? Oh, pretty bad. Yeah. yeah. Sure, a rest would be most delightful. Oh, yeah. Like a full rest? Uh, or can well, you get by with hit dice? I'm doing. I can do hit dice. Because I just don't want to stay where this fire is going. I think that's gross. And I know that I'm not playing Aspen as I'm playing Mark, but Grayson, <laughs> the player, thinks it's gross and wants to move on. <laughs> <laughs> I would have thrown them all in the river, but this works too. <laughs> but if you throw them in the river, it's going to poison the water supply, and there are things that drink that. The water gods would be very happy with those sacrifices. But would they clean them up? Would they need to? It's their water. <laughs> he knows that Valum is kind of gingerly and oh so carefully trying to move this work. Kind of like you might grab the end of two ends of something that's really disgusting and you kind of just hold it at, at arm's length. Is he hurt? Valum? Yeah. It's tough to say. He's uh, covered in head to toe. I in think he mind. hid in the river. <laughs> I get the impression. And as I think about that, <laughs> I imagine the orc he's dragging beginning to flinch <laughs> and kick its legs as if it's trying to stand up. <laughs> what are you? Well, uh, I'm trying my silent image illusion for the first time. That's enough to uh, make uh, Valum scream like a little boy. Mm. <laughs> And he he literally just goes running again. Just like, ah! It's like, well, I'm sure that this won't slow things down that much. He wasn't being that helpful. <laughs> no, he really wasn't. Uh, he really was. You could tell that his heart wasn't in it. So by this point, um, Jador has finished piling all of the orc bodies into what has now become a raging bonfire of orc flesh. It smells, it puts off a sickly glow. It's all around disgusting. And you notice that after completing that task, Jador has kind of walked off uh, some distance, and he seems to be sitting down facing the mountains, the spine of the world. Okay, do we all just kind of go over to him and be like, okay, we're ready, ready, go now, boss. Okay, uh, you walk up and you see that uh, he has drawn something in the dirt, a variety of things in the dirt, and he has rocks and... Uh, some feathers and a few other things in certain locations around the drawing, and he's kind of mumbling to himself. Mm-hmm. He finishes mumbling and he kind of holds out his hand like this, and you see this bird, kind of like this little sparrow, mm-hmm. come flying and fluttering down and kind of lands on his finger. <laughs> he's a Disney princess. <laughs> and you see, it looks like they're having a conversation. You're not entirely sure, but. Wait, I can speak with small beasts. Does that mean I can understand what he's saying? You can try. I will give you an attempt. Yes. That's all I wanted was the opportunity. Just give me a chance. Yes. Uh, 21. 21. He seems to be having a conversation. With the bird. With the bird. Nailed it. (laughs) You nailed it. Seems to be having a conversation with the bird about the weather up ahead. Specifically the weather up along the spine of the world. That's it. Any information? I keep that to myself. And then he says something in a language you do not understand. 
and the bird flies off in a very specific direction. North, from your perspective. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Uh, he gets back up, and he sees you all kind of standing there, and he kind of just looks at you guys with this sort of placid and quizzical look, like, can I help you? <laughs> I, I fold my arms and look down at the map, or the thing he's drawn on the ground. Okay. Assuming it's a map. Sounded like a map. Okay. Jador follows your gaze down to it, and he sees what you're looking at, and he takes his foot and just swipes right through the dirt. And I say, rude. (laughs) (laughs) Walk back over to the fire. (laughs) Jador follows you back towards the fire, and he says, We go. And he starts walking east again. I groan, and then start walking toward him. I look over at the Tweedles. Valum is scrambling to try and find all of your crap. Yeah. And to try and get it into a bag. Yeah. Uh, He'll catch up. Shevnik um, has slung his pack over his shoulder and has started marching off uh, along next to you. Uh, Jador stops for a second. And he turns and he looks at you and he says... He looks at who? He, he, he looks at Aspen, and he says, Come, come. And he waves at you, and waves you over. Okay, I go over. Uh, he picks you up. And he puts you on his shoulders. Yes. On his shoulder. Mm-hmm. And he says, Faster. <laughs> Indeed it is, my friend. <laughs> and he takes off again. Um, I'm very excited. Kalik, you, you don't find it any difficulty to keep up as you've become accustomed, you know, Bard. Uh, you are having to walk fast. Mm-hmm. Is Valum is Valum catching up? Kind of. And if by catching up you mean following at a distance, still kind of trying to get things put together, yep. then yes. I imagine behind him mm-hmm. that sound that I heard when all those orcs were coming after us. <laughs> <laughs> and I just kind of think of that behind him. Uh, well, you see him, he kind of like, he's he's fiddling with something in the backpack. Looks like he's trying to get bedrolls into the backpack. And he all of a sudden, he stops and he looks up. <laughs> you see, he kind of looks up and he... Like a scared gazelle. And you can see his muscles get really tense and he, his, his head darts to the right and darts to the left. And you, you see him literally just grab the bag with crap hanging out all over it everywhere and yelling comes running in your direction. That's much better. Ah, there's more! There's more! Good show, Valum. Good, good initiative. He comes running up to you and he's like, There's more! They're coming! I heard them! Yeah, I say, it'll be fine. Let's just go. Jaw door kind of turns around and he looks and at Valum and he looks at you and he goes, No. I understand that you're scared, Valo. The nightmares will pass. (laughs) Unless you're slow. (laughs) They only eat the slow ones, Valo. They only eat the slow ones. I only have to be faster than you. (laughs) All right. Uh, Jador walks you through the rest of the early morning. Finally, about midday, he stops and he turns and he says... Rest, eat. So this enables you another short rest if you want it. Uh, and he sits down and you see he is eating some of the meat from the large animal that he killed last night. I rest and I eat. I practice some card tricks because I'm getting bored. <laughs> 
<laughs> all that adrenaline from nearly dying is worn off. <laughs> and the highs are high with the lows. <laughs> and now you're out in the middle of the, you know, out in the middle of the wilderness, and it's not nearly as exciting <laughs> as it once was. The shoulder ride was fun. This is what tall people feel like all I the time. It was a completely different perspective. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I, I would guess your uh, head would be at about nine feet, nine and a half feet. You saw the tops mm-hmm. of all of our heads. It's very interesting. I mean, I've been high in trees and stuff before, but it's different when you're moving. It's like a movie, being on a moving tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He has chosen to camp for the midday break at what looks like the mouth of another river. It seems to be feeding the river that you've been walking along. And it's flowing down from the spine of the world. What's the temperature like? Of the water? No, of the air, like ambiently. Ambiently? Well, this is, it's late summer, you know, so you're looking at late August. And, uh, but you are pretty far north up on the globe, so it's a, it's probably a nice balmy 70. Oh, okay. I make my way into the river again. Which is a refreshing 35 degrees. Mm, Beautiful. I know the uh, differences from the sea. To this mountain water of sorts. Yeah, there's no the the first thing that's blatantly obvious is the uh, saline. There is no salt water in it, and it's really clear. You can easily see, even though you're only standing in waist deep water, you can easily see uh, the rocks and everything else at the bottom. Well, I love it. Yes. This is great. This is worth all of the trips so far. Right here just these rivers I get to walk into. After about an hour, Jador stands up. He turns to you, As- Aspen, and he chirps. Okay. <laughs> That'd be so weird. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds a little bit like he's trying to call a squirrel, and <laughs> he looks at you and he says, Squirrel? <laughs> squirrel? <laughs> You've become his familiar. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, I, I hop too. <laughs> you hop too? My left eyebrow is as high as it's ever been on my face. Uh, well, yeah, he, he uh, you come running over and he picks you up and puts you on his shoulder. And he turns around and he looks at the rest of you and he says, Go. And he starts wading across this uh, river, this smaller river. That's been running down out of the mountains. Oh, no. Wet. I fall in line. Okay. Yeah, super easy, super nice. Can you just walk across the top of it or something? I walk through it as fast as I would walk on land, so... Yeah. <laughs> well, that looks so bad, so I just drop line. I just I was like, well, that seems, that seems perfectly acceptable. The first thing you notice is that it is ice cold. <laughs> it, it takes the breath out of you. It comes up to about your chest, then it is soaked right through your clothes in no time. By the time you come out the other end, your boots are squishy as you walk. Valum has a very difficult time crossing. He has to kind of be helped along by uh, Shevnik, who's bringing up the rear. All right. You walk for the rest of the day until that night uh, you camp again along the road. But unlike the night before, it was quite peaceful. You didn't find anybody along the road. Um, No surprise orc attacks in the middle of the night. And you wake up fully rested. Shabam, like that. 
so that should pretty much level all of you off in terms of hit points. Yep. You continue the next day, moving along at a very, very rapid pace. And again, it's uneventful. On the third day, round about midday, you come over a ridge on the road and you see down where it looks like the river that you've been following splits, heading up into the spine of the world and then also heading along further east. Right there where uh, it splits, you see a town. And Jador is walking right towards it. So I'm riding on his shoulder, right? Mm-hmm. So I just kind of turn to him and go, And what town is this? Is this ten towns? Or... No. What is this, then? One town. <laughs> <laughs> he says, Merabar? Merabar? Human town. So I kind of look back at the group and go, does anybody know of a, of a, Mora, a Morabar? Mirabar? Yo, I think that's where this is. I, I don't know. Actually, I should probably roll to see if Aspen knows. You guys are welcome to make any uh, rolls if you want. Aspen is just going to make a, what roll with it? Just an intelligence? Yeah, an intelligence if you want. I would allow history. I would allow... So 15? I'm proficient in history. Let's give it yeah, a Yeah, I would allow history. 15 for you, mm-hmm. Aspen? With history. 16. 16 for Kobarn. I'm not even going to roll. Okay. Um... One thing I did spend time doing was studying out. <laughs> oh yes, that's incredibly that was incredibly important to your training. You know, Mirabar is the richest city of the north by far. It sits atop a knoll on the north side of the Mirar River, like an unassailable fortress enclosed on all sides by sloped outer walls as wide at the base as many city blocks in water deep. You also know that uh, people oftentimes expect to see dwarves, but dwarves only usually live under the city. Mainly humans live in the city that is visible. It was a dwarven settlement that they kind of like let everyone move into, but I think originally it was a dwarven, like Felbar mm-hmm. and Adbar. Mm-hmm. But he's walking right towards one of the main gates. Great shopping here, I've heard. You can find many fine crafts in Mirabar. Well, in most dwarven places, but here they let you actually come in and look. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he stops about 200 feet from the gate. And he says, very cold on top. Oh. I was thinking of picking up some sort of coat. Get warm. Mm. Be here. One hour. And he points at the sun. (laughs) Oh, just one hour? Okay. And he sets you down on the ground. Careful, squirrel. Thanks, buddy. And he sits down. You notice that he's still not wearing... More. I mean, he's still bare-chested, still wearing his leather pants. And his he comes from boots. here. I'm not going to question. He can, he can wear whatever he pleases. His body, his right. So welcome to Mirabar. Mm-hmm. Are we ready to uh, run to the city? Yeah. So? I'm guessing people make make a um, path from here into the mountains frequently. Yeah. Yeah, we're not going to have any problem finding anything. Yeah. As you make your way along the high road, you notice that there are shops open all the way along but one shop in particular catches your eye as being probably a good place to find supplies. And the shingle hanging out in front of it reads, Horn Blows Mercantile. From the outside, does it look like there is any... I guess I could probably just get human children clothing. Why is it? I mean... Um, there's dwarves that live here and that's fine. They're going to have something that you can... I am, I am not... You can tell from the windows that it is packed to the gills with all manner of equipment, odds and ends. 
as befitting the name, there is a whole variety. You could think of it as a well-appointed general store, almost. General store meets sports store, I guess. Yeah, I walk in. All right. You walk in and you are hit immediately with this rather pungent smell. And you notice that while the store is well lit, all of the shelves are crammed with goods of various kinds. Uh, And that it's incredibly difficult to walk between them or to maneuver your way through the store because of the sheer amount of stuff. In any case, uh, yeah, there's stuff packed in everywhere. And you see this elderly dwarven man sitting on top of this really tall stool that has a ladder running down the back of it, fiddling in the books. He has uh, silver hair, and his mustache extends about a foot on either side of his face out into these really large spirals. As you open the door and you enter, you hear a little bell. I take it all in. Hmm? I look over at Vellum. You look at Vellum, he's kind of looking all around a little bit like this. You can tell he's a little worse for wear. Mm-hmm. So I hand him a stack of coins. Okay. And I say, go find us first. Uh, yes, my lord. Yes. Calic, Aspen? Uh, I go to the portly dwarf. Uh, no, he's very svelte. Svelte. Sveltly dwarf. Yes. <laughs> Sveltly. Go <laughs> to the very svelte dwarf. I say, good day, sir. And he looks, he looks up from something that he's writing, and he sees you, and he says, Oh, good day to you. What is it you want? I'm heading to the spine. I need gear. Oh. What would you recommend? Well, I'd recommend you get yourself something warm. And where might I find that? I have furs over there. I have uh, winter gear over there. I have uh, mountaineering gear over there. And I have climbing gear over there. And I have uh, winter camping gear over there. Do you suppose we need climbing gear? He just said, he just said make warm, right? I walk off to the first. Okay. Yeah, that's what he said. But it might not be a bad idea. (laughs) I don't know how much gold everybody has. I miss my bag of holding. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, there are a whole variety of furs. You you see bear in several different shades and colors. You see deer, you see moose, you see elk. I want the castle black furs. You notice that Valum has found this one particular huge fur cloak picked out for you. The top of it has five or six layers of raven's feathers. Excellent. And the rest of it is made out of this large black bear skin. It's very rustic, but it is also rather appropriate. This will make me tough. Aspen, do you follow Calic? Yeah, I would probably just... Because that way I don't even have to bother. You see that the furs and the cloaks and all of the heavy warm gear, boots and etc., um, are sorted into bins, conveniently. And one bin reads tiny, one <laughs> bin reads small, another bin reads Size five medium. to seven. Like an express sale. T2, T3. The last bin reads large. So you find cloaks, anything else that you want to buy, and who's buying what? I buy boots. Pants. Boots, pants, pants clothes. Whole, whole thing that I think I'm going to need to be comfortable. I'm from the north, so to speak. Yeah. So I know I, I know what I need. Names. So I go find everything I need. You just kind of walk through and like, I'll have one of those. Yeah, that was good. That was good. Those. And then I look over, might not get some climbing gear. Yes, my lord. I look at Valen, take care of this, and I go start putting it all on. <laughs> okay. You kind of find a secluded spot where there's a little less junk, and you begin changing into this uh, heavy attire. 
You see Valum up there talking to the dwarf and, and handing out money. I'm not modest. I've had a man dress me since I was born. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> In fact, this whole dressing myself thing just adds to the rustic nature. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You you really feel like you know you're getting in touch with the common the common man. Although there are a few um, strings and ties on on the clothes that you bought, you're not entirely sure where they go or how how to fasten them. This isn't so hard. I don't, see, I don't swear. There's always a, we're always on the edge of an uprising. <laughs> there's always a piece left over, mm-hmm. right? Um, Valum uh, <laughs> after. Intentionally. <laughs> yeah. They're extras. You probably tie a little dagger right there in case you need to stab somebody. Uh, Valum comes over and he kind of gives you a once over, noting your uh, lack of practice in dressing yourself and fix a few of your ties and shifts a few. I just imagine you, like, as a toddler that just walked out of their room after being quiet for like 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Dressed in all these different clothes, being like, ta da! <laughs> yes. I did it. Okay, so uh, Shevnik also picks up some climbing gear. Kalik, what are you getting other than just a, a fur cloak? I actually got a for a robe. For a robe. Mm-hmm. I see. And some. Because he's always bathing. <laughs> <laughs> it's not very, very thick. Still very. I don't know. Did you grab wool? Yes. It's warm, but not super duper thick. And then I got a climber's kit. Okay, climber's kit. All right, Aspen. I, what did you purchase? I would like all of those things. I don't know how much they cost, though, so that's my concern. Let's tell me how much things are, and I will tell you what I will indeed pick up. All right. Well, so you want some winter gear, right? Mm-hmm. And you wanted some climbing gear. Mm-hmm. All right. So a climber's kit is twenty-five gold pieces. Ooh. I can't afford that. Only one of us needs it. Oh, it's not yeah. like I don't think we need one per person. Okay. So I'll get that. You could also purchase rope. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I have rope. I have an explorer's pack. Climber's kit basically means we don't even have to I, I don't think unless there's like stuff falling on us, we don't even have to roll. All fur clothes and boots and all of that sort of stuff come to 15 gold pieces. Oh, I can't afford that. I have 10 gold pieces. Okay. And 10 silver pieces and 25 copper. So 10 gold pieces will get you a fur cloak and fur boots. Okie doke. I can roll with that. I get the same thing. I'm glad I gambled those people. <laughs> Otherwise, I wouldn't have been able to even afford that. Um, the climber's kit is 12 pounds, and just so everyone knows before it maybe comes up that you might need it, a climber's kit includes special pitons, boot tips, gloves, and a harness. So it doesn't include rope. You can use the climber's kit as an action to anchor yourself. When you do, you can't fall more than 25 feet, nor can you climb more than 25 feet away from the point. So every 25 feet, you would need to move the anchor. Mm-hmm. Anything else that you guys wish to purchase? Nope, I think pretty good. I think a lot of you ended up with like an explorer's backpack or... Yeah. I have an explorer's pack, which has room. 10 days okay. of rations, 10, 10 torches. Days. Tinderbox, a water skin, 50 feet of hemp rope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could get one that has the climbing kit. It's like the Mountaineer's pack mm-hmm. or whatever, but... All right, is there anything else you want to do in the city while you're here, or do you want to head back out and meet Jador? Actually, yeah, what is the cost of a uh, Explorer's pack? An Explorer's uh, pack? Because yeah, I'm not carrying any of that stuff. Uh, I got some fine clothes. I got some ink for some there. reason. A lamp. Some sealing wax and some soap. The Explorer's pack is essentially everything that you need to go marching across the country. Ten gold. Ten gold. And I'm going through my stuff going, I don't need ink. I don't need a scroll case. I don't need a lamp. Well, Valon's kind enough to carry it. Yep. I just just give him all that. He struggles, Mm -hmm. but he knows that that's his duty, Mm -hmm. just to carry it. All right. Uh, Anything else, or are you done at Hornblow's Mercantile? I'm done. I am done as 
Uh, make your way back to Jodhpur? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. You walk back the way you came until you are out of the city, and you see that Jador is uh, sitting where you left him, and he is kind of looking up towards the spine of the world, which, from where you are, kind of reaches up into the sky. And he looks over, and he looks you all up and down, and he says, Hmm. And then he looks over at you, Aspen, and he says, Squirrel, come. Yeah. As you come towards him, and he, he picks you up, and he pats you on the head again, and he, and he pets your fur a little bit. I'm he's, fuzzy now. And he says, Hmm. More squirrel. And he takes off. Okay. Valum bringing up the rear, hustling with all of his might. I feel bad for Valum, but... I know, this is hard for me, too. <laughs> <laughs> he... As you giggle the entire time mm-hmm. you're doing it. <laughs> he begins taking you north. And over the next several hours, the elevation begins to climb. Gradually, at first. Until finally, he takes you up over the top of a hill, and just the other side of it, he steps off of the trail that you have been following. And he looks around at all of you, and he says, Camp. Okie dokie. So as I'm kind of like being lowered down or climbing down or whatever, however I get back to solid, solid footing, um, I'm like, should we set a watch for the night? Or are you just going to watch again? I watch. Okie dokie. Yeah, it was great last time. Are there like any animals around? Uh, none that you see. I would like to, to be extra perceptive towards hearing animals. You want to investigate? Look mm-hmm. around to see if you can find an animal? Yeah, sure, I can do some investigation. I don't know what I want to know from the animal, I just want to talk to some. Alright. Lead. <laughs> I rolled a 19, plus 4, 23. 23. Mm-hmm. Um, you see scurrying along under a small bush, uh, you see uh, a little rodent. Ooh. Looks to be like a mouse. So I start making mouse sounds at it. Okay. You notice it kind of it stops for a second, and it, it, its ear kind of rotates in your direction. It kind of then it turns its head and it kind of looks up at you. Kind of crouch down, and I pull like a piece of a, a ration, like just a little niblet, and I hand it down to him. Mm-hmm. And I want to ask him: Is there any danger in this area? Big danger. You get a resounding affirmative squeak. Even something that would be dangerous to me? It gives another affirmative squeak. I kind of, like, gesture over to Jador. Mm -hmm. I'm like, something that would be dangerous to him? (laughs) And, uh, you get kind of a quizzical look from it. Like, hmm, that one might, yeah, it's tough to, I don't know. That's beyond the scale of my reckoning. Yeah, so that would destroy everything, so I don't know. <laughs> the mouse is, you know, an inch high, and Jador mm. is over eight feet tall and four feet wide, so, you know, to the mouse, who's to say what's... So it's what's... a gold dragon and an ancient bronze dragon. I don't know, I guess it depends on fate. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Depends how he rolls. Okay, so I, I give it a little thank you pet. Okay. And I send it on its way. I already gave does it, it leave, does, it little, does it leave you a little thank you in your hand? <laughs> That means he likes you. You have been following this uh, river, part of the river that kind of runs out. You've been hiking along near it, and that's where you've camped for the night. And you you notice that as soon as Jador has set stuff down, that he is off like a bolt. He's probably going to get something to eat. Oh, right. Hunting. Who wants to get the fire going? (laughs) I just look away. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I wonder who. I'm going to go find more food. Okay. So Valum sits down and uh, Shevnik sits down and they start trying to get the fire going. And it takes some doing, but they are able to eventually do it. 
I help out as I can. Okay. Or I have my mage hand help out. About 30 minutes later, Jador comes walking up the hill into view, and you see that he has four or five braces of conies, lots of rabbits, and he begins field dressing them and putting them on sticks, sticking them over the fire. Bunny pops. Kalik, where'd you go to hunt for food? Ah, uh, just the surrounding area. Berries, all that type of stuff. Give me a survival roll. Got it. Uh, 19. 19, yes. You find some blackberries and some blueberries and some raspberries and some berries that you've never seen before but taste quite nice. Cool. I bring those back. Nice. So what are you doing, Eobard, while everybody else is doing stuff? I'm just sitting around, like, with a stick, kind of, like, poking at the ground. Like, <laughs> You're not, like, checking out your book or huh? anything? Oh, yeah, yeah, I keep forgetting about that. Man, I just I just imagine my guy being so, like, like, like detached. Uh, but I keep forgetting it. Yeah, I, w- I would assume most of the time, my spare time, I'm I'm flipping through that. But not with the not with like the fortitude that like a mage would be. Right. Not right. like with like yeah, a super you... studious intent. You're just like, oh, this yeah, is, this like... is a thing. In no time at all, it seems that the the rabbits are ready, and uh, along with the berries, they're quite lovely. And uh, after that, everyone kind of settles down for slumber, and you have another uneventful night. I like it. You, you notice, unlike other nights, though, that for the first time, waking uh, with the fire having died down quite a bit, that there is a chill in the air, and it is particularly cold. Aspen. Outside the bedroom. I say, Valen, put your arms around me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my lord. I, I just think of him as a living blanket. <laughs> Lay on top of me. Lay on Val. top of me. Yeah, it is cold. You see Jador, and uh, he sees you all beginning to wake up, and he stands up and he says, Where you go? And he starts marching again. You kind of throw Valum off you, Elbard, and kind of get, get up and... <laughs> <laughs> and it is cold. Um, Brisk. As he's Aaron changing you out of your night clothes. Dress me it, faster. <laughs> it's cold. <laughs> I think assume the rest of you probably slept in the clothes that you bought. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah, you notice that you're the only one who, who did change it to I pull up my nightcap. <laughs> kind of awkwardly sneak it. <laughs> Peel off my facial mask. <laughs> By the time Valum has you all packed together and dressed Eobard and all the stuff put together, Jador is down the trail some. And it does take a little bit of hustle for the rest of you to kind of catch up to him, but eventually you do. Around about midday, as has become the custom, he stops... And while stopped, you see his head kind of turn to the side as he kind of looks off from the trail in the northwesterly direction. Can I perceptify in the northwesterly direction? Smell the air? Yeah, you can You can perceptify. Oh, probably not. Uh, it's a 13. Uh, you see lots of hills, and on the tops of the hills furthest away from you, you see snow. And then, of course, behind them, you see the spine of the world. Looks at all of you, and he says, Trouble. And he points off in the direction that he was looking, that northwesterly direction, and he points off that way, and he says, Trouble. And then he points down at the ground, and you wouldn't have even noticed it had he not pointed it out to you. But down on the ground, you see, breaking off from the trail you see several different sized footprints. Oh man. So, um, 
I, I've already taken like eight, if you put it that way, I've taken like eight steps this way, and I'm, I'm kind of looking back at, <laughs> at all of you. Well, I mean, we know the trouble's that way. We're, I look I look up at him, mm-hmm. I go, why, it's so obvious, we don't go, We you don't walk into a dragon's mouth. Jador kind of looks at you quizzically. Trouble. And he points once again in that direction and begins following the footsteps. Oh, I groan. <laughs> Audibly. Why would anyone do this? <laughs> I follow in behind. So it didn't matter which way we went. Well, it doesn't matter to Jador which way you go. He knows which way he's going. <laughs> he f- just assumes you'll come along because he, well, frankly, he doesn't put your odds very high at survival without him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've got no problems with that. Mm-hmm. Squirrel, squirrel. He kind of waves at you. Sure. He kind of puts his hand down and puts you back up on his shoulder. And he looks over at you, and he puts his finger up to his mouth, and he goes, shh. So I, I turn around to everybody else, and I go, shh. I, I just, you <laughs> gesture. Okay. Well, I mean, like, people telling me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think you are? <laughs> Kalik, following along? Oh, yes. Okay. He follows the trail for uh, about a I mile. Hide his shoulder sneakily. <laughs> yeah, hiding behind his head. Look at a bumbo. You're a turret. <laughs> follows this trail for about a mile or two until he gets down onto one knee. He lifts you off his shoulder, Aspen, and puts you on the ground. And I'm crouched. You crouch. Okay. <laughs> and he points a- ahead of him, and he says, "Trouble." Ahead of him, you see what looks like a cave entrance. Ooh. Trouble. We're level three. We get to go in a cave. (laughs) (laughs) He looks at you, and he says... He looks at me? Yeah. Okay. He says, Squirrel! Scout! And I go, Yes, squirrel! (laughs) Please scout. (laughs) Yeah, so I will will go and sneak ahead, I guess. I'm pretty sneaky. Should I make a stealth roll? You should make a stealth roll. Okie dokie. I would recommend a stealth roll. A stealth roll will make you feel Ooh. good inside. That is a 25. A 25. Where'd they go? <laughs> I can't, I can't dramatically sweep my, my fur cloak across my face. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Trademark, copyright, registration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Don't sue us. All right, what was your stealth roll? Uh, 25. 25. The opinions of DC do not necessarily represent them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's okay, we tell better stories than DC does lately. Mm-hmm. Oh, great. Now they're really going to come out. <laughs> Shots fired. Because truth hurts. Lots of editing this episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you got 25 on your sneak roll, so you take off to kind of sneakily, stealthily, towards the cave. And I have dark vision because I'm a gnome. First thing you know about the cave entrance. You see no light coming from within the cave, and you hear this gurgling, plopping sound, and this out-of-tune, disjointed humming. Is there any way that I could at all recognize what this sound is? Is there any chance? Well, you could um, could give me an intelligence roll. Maybe nature. I'll take nature. For a thousand hours? Yeah, so that's an 11. I'm gonna go with no. Mm, could be any number of things. Tough to say without going in further and taking a peek. You notice that the walls are damp and slick. You also hear a dripping sound. Yeah, that's that's just cave sounds. The gurbling and the humming is, is a little creepy. 
Not usually what I've liked to find in caves, personally, myself, when I'm looking for a cave. <laughs> Aspen's mind is racing with all of the potential things that could be in here. Because um, he has a 19 intelligence, so he has a list that he's come up with. And his most concerns are oozes, because they can get kind of tricky. And things with tentacles. Because <laughs> those just suck. But he wants to get closer but stay outside of the range that he thinks would be reasonable for something to grab him and pull him in. Does that make any sense? Is that where I'm at? Well, I think, you know, I mean, you don't know, but you do know that in order to see anything, you're going to have to go deeper into the cave. Thank you for listening to Heroes Not Included. If you would like to learn more about us, you can visit our website at heroesnotincluded.com. If you're listening on iTunes and you enjoy the show, don't forget to leave a rating and a review. We'd love to hear from you. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider becoming a patron. As a patron, not only will you be helping keep the lights on, you will gain access to patron-only content, including a special patron-only Star Wars podcast. Visit the Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash heroes not included. Until next week, be the hero. <laughs>